0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. How are we doing today? Good, beautiful morning. Very Christmassy. Uh, I have a few announcements for you here. Uh, let's see. Uh, it says here, Kent Dudley and Bethany will not be doing our Christmas concert today because he's dealing with a virus, so we'll be praying for his recovery. Uh, yes. Yes, Lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, the big, uh, one of the big announcements uh, for today is that uh, we're inviting all the ladies, uh, I suppose we probably know this already, but we're joining all the TCC ladies who join us after the service uh, for a baby shower for myself and my wife, Linnea, uh, celebrating our little daughter on the way, very excited, very happy. Um, that'll be taking place in the fellowship hall. Adana uh, Maria have prepared a wonderful meal, um, so you can grab a plate of food. If you're not going to the baby shower, uh, I think we're supposed to eat out here in the foyer. I think that's what all these tables are out here for. So please stick around and eat, even if you're not uh, going to the baby shower. Especially if you are one of the men folk in the room, uh, so please stay, please eat, fellowship, be a good time. Uh, do 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 normal Wednesday things this week. Um, somewhat we have to, uh, the touch point at nine o'clock. Uh, this week a little different. Uh, the youth group is meeting at five p.m. Uh, we're having a party and we're, we're take, it's starting at the uh, the bowling alley where we're going to go bowling. Should be fun. Uh, and then we're coming back here. We'll be here around six thirty or so. Um, so just a little different than than most weeks. And obviously, TCC Kids will be meeting at the normal time at 6 p.m. here on Wednesday. Um, a few other things. We, we do have a service on Sunday the 25th. That's Christmas Day. Um, there'll be Christmas music. Uh, the story, of course, a Christmas story, be taken. And also on New Year's Day, uh, again, a worship service. And all are invited to attend, and the church will be open for those who want to come. Uh, as always, the... Offering boxes are on the back for our giving. Uh, and this morning, I was, as we were worshiping, I was, was trying. Uh, sometimes uh, the Lord gives you something really distinct for these little moments where we're talking about being blessed and thinking about his, uh, just his presence in this world. And uh, I'm guessing that many of you, whether you, uh, maybe you had uh, we're expecting a child at Christmas time, or maybe you had uh, a young child sometime around Christmas time. Uh, you were probably like me, contemplating uh, the Christ story, the the nativity story, maybe a little bit differently than you had uh, maybe before that. Uh, <laughs> the reality of a child was was upon you. Uh, and for myself, I guess I found myself just thinking about. Uh, Just that picture, that picture of that nativity. It's so common, right? We see it everywhere at this time of year. And we like to dress it up and we like to make it uh, very festive and we like to make it uh, provide us, help it provide us with those warm Christmas feelings that we remember as children. You know, we see the nativity and we think, oh yes, childhood and warmth and goodness. but lately, as I've gotten older, I've thought about that story perhaps a little differently, and I've imagined that what that picture must have really been like um, for Mary and Joseph uh, was, <laughs> would have been hot and sweaty, and it smelled probably really, <laughs> you know, poor. You know, you're sitting in this stable with all these animals. It wasn't clean. It wasn't nice. It wasn't what they would have wanted at the moment. I'm guessing most of you have You've had children. You probably wouldn't have wanted to give birth in a dirty, low stable. Uh, Traveling far away from home, you would have been tired. You would have been uh, confused. It would have been probably very frightening and strange. (laughs) Uh, And yet, um, that story, that that picture of a frightened teenager giving birth in a dark and dingy (laughs) place probably wasn't very uncommon in the time that it was happening. And I've thought about that sometimes when we read the Christmas story, we think about it as this big novel thing, we kind of focus on the star and the angels and all the wonder of it, but it would have been um, very common, you know, he was a king being born in the most normal, boring, obvious of places, you know. Uh, the he was he had the birth of a of a beggar, of a peasant. Then there were millions and millions of births like him before and after that were just the same. But I think there's something important about that statement, uh, that the God of the universe would come in such a normal, average package, (laughs) Uh, something that has happened hundreds and hundreds of times, and yet every time it does happen, there's something special about it. Uh, There's something unique about every, every single person. That's... I think what follows in Jesus's ministry, Uh, we kind of tell the Christmas story as something separate from the story of Jesus. Am am I gone? All right. Uh, We tell the story of Christ's birth a little bit separate um, from the rest of his story, don't we? Uh, We kind of think of it, oh, he's, he's a baby Jesus and then he's adult Jesus later on and we sort of separate the two. But I think in Jesus's ministry that image Of that mother and father hanging over a baby in a normal boring dirty place follows throughout everything he does he lived a life where he he wasn't a a rich nobleman he lived a life of uh, traveling on foot of being dirty of being in poor impoverished places speaking to people who were the average normal citizens of the time and places that people would have said, could anything good come out of that place? Does anything exciting or interesting happen in a place so dirty and average and boring like Nazareth or (laughs) the outskirts of Judea, right? And I think that's, it's such a a powerful statement for what he, he did in those places. He pointed at people like you and like me who did uh, things that maybe we don't always think of ourselves as the most important people in the world in little Bemidji, Minnesota. And yet he pointed at each people or person and he said, I think you're important. I think you have something to, uh, important to do in what I'm calling the kingdom of God. And he invited people in to something bigger than themselves. And he said, the kingdom of God that I'm starting, uh, that I'm instituting, that I'm inviting average, normal, boring people into... Um, is something uh, that's bigger than the, the constructs of this world. And he told them that the kingdoms, the big powers, the things that we think are so important in life, they're all crumbling away. They're like dust. It's just that those are the things that, we, that are really unimportant, the things that we sometimes think are so powerful and endearing and will last forever. They are temporary and uh, weak. But what is strong, he said, is the person that I've made each and every one of you to be. What is important is the part that I have you to play in the kingdom. And he says, he called each person that he saw in those places, those dirty, average places, he called them temples. He called them the home of the spirit of God himself. He said, what I am doing, the person that I am, the God on earth, uh, God and human combined, he said, I'm going to replicate that in every single human I meet every single person I touch and heal, every single person I say is worthy of being loved and cared for, every single person I say, I see you today. He invited them into a new reality, a new humanity in in which it didn't matter what clothes you wear, it doesn't matter uh, what job you have, it doesn't matter how much power or influence you have. What matters is if you said, I believe in the one true God. I believe that Jesus is the God of the universe. I believe that what he is, what he had, the spirit that was within him lives in me today. I believe that his life, the life of the God of the universe is with us now, (laughs) which is why at Christmas time, we remember Emmanuel, God with us. It's why we see it so important to remember that baby laying in the manger, because when we look at that scene, we need to see ourselves. We need to see Bemidji, Minnesota and say, that's what God sees. That's what God said is important. He saw us as important. He knew us. He wanted us to be a part of what he was doing. And so I'm excited to invite uh, my little daughter into that world. Uh, It's a a world that can be scary and frightening and strange at times, perhaps, and maybe it'll certainly seem that way when we come to the delivery day. (laughs) Um, But I'm excited to invite her into a world in which she can be the temple of the living God, exciting to be part of a kingdom, part of what Jesus is doing. And I can tell her honestly that she is important, and I'll be able to tell her honestly that she is loved and valued and has the power of the living spirit of God within her. So (laughs) uh, those are my ramblings for today, I guess, but... uh, (laughs) Merry Christmas, all. I just want to pray for us and say, Jesus, we are blessed here today. We are blessed with your spirit. We are blessed, even if we don't think of ourselves as big or important, that you see us today, Jesus. You see us as loved and valued and more than what we know ourselves to be. And so I ask, Jesus, that each of us would have our eyes open to step into your kingdom, step into the reality where we are stepping beyond just the bounds of what we think it means uh, to do what is human, but we step into a realm in which you are present, you are king, you reign over us supreme. In your name, Jesus. Amen.
1: minutes here. I believe the Lord has already brought forth a lot of things. and um, I think Kent and Chantel, if you're watching this morning or later, maybe you would agree that I felt like we did have a concert here this morning. I mean, the singing from behind me was just amazing, and from before, and thank you for hitting those that helped up here this morning. Uh, what a blessing! What a true blessing! And um, just a couple other notes. Quick, uh, when we are done here, we're going to have the those that will be attending the shower go first, and then those that aren't will go later. Uh, apples and oranges, you maybe saw some as you came in this morning. Please, uh, someone from our church body is blessing us with apples and oranges. And so, I believe if I understand right, yes. Box after box, we're coming in this morning. and uh, But you can bring a, a bag of apples and oranges for your family today. Hallelujah! Oh, I was going to mention, too, next Sunday, um, we are going to be having a lot of singing, a lot of carols and so forth, Christmas songs. This will be on Christmas Day, but also, the Lord gave me, I'd say it's an original Christmas story uh, to be sharing next Sunday, so we'll be doing that as well. Um, you know, it says in... John 1, and we won't I don't think we have this for the screen. It says, "In the beginning was the Word. and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning with God. and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made, and in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And then in verse 14 of John 1, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word became flesh, and that's this Jesus that we speak of. Oh, I see you do have it up there. Um, that's impressive. Um, so, anyway, you know what? It's God's desire that the word become flesh now in us. That we receive it and it becomes a part of us part of our lives. Jesus said, you know, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And every day we can have helpings, have meals. You know, every day we have meals of physical food. Well, this is food for our spirit person. And it is true, and it is accurate, and no word ever spoken by God will fail to come to pass. No word that God has ever spoken will come to not pass. It'll come to pass. And there is, there's a scripture, Luke 16, verse 17, and this is what Jesus said. He says that it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter of the law to fall, fail. One stroke, one cross of that T or a dot of that I for us in English. It's all gonna come to pass. And we can stand on the promises of the word of God for our lives. Uh, Jeremiah one twelve says, Then the Lord said to me, Write, I am watching to make sure that my words come true. That's God's word translation. I am watching to make sure that my words come true. And the Old Testament it's pointing to Jesus really. it's pointing the way of salvation. it's pointing the way for us to get into fellowship with God. It's pointing for the way for us to get reconnected to him. and that's what we need to do. Oh, it's so strong that need to be connected with God. That's what we say here, That our, like our mission statement is connecting people to God. Connecting people to God. I was telling Joyce that this week, I said, you know, if I was in a place that I didn't know about for sure about God or I wasn't sure I believed in God or I didn't know what I do know, I said, I believe that I would just That would be the main thing in my life. That I would search it out and find out what the truth is. We just saw here, Jesus is the truth. He's full of grace and full of truth. He is the truth. Jesus said that, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You've heard me share before, I did have a time in my life when that happened. When I didn't know, when I had gotten to college and I had run into some people that believed differently than I did, you know, as I was growing up. And it caught, it shook my faith because I had never had that kind of resistance or challenge before to my faith. And they really believed something different than I did. I mean, they believed it. The thing is, is it true or not? And once that shook me shook me up, I I just all I could do was search for the truth. That's where I was. But you know, a lot of people in this day, that's not where they're at. They seem to be just walking through life, they're just moving along, they're just coursing through. And life is busy, things are happening. I mean, we can occupy ourselves with so many things. And I think that's what what the enemy would wanna do, keep us so occupied with things on this earth that we aren't focused on the things of heaven. But I know I just could not rest until I resolved it in my heart and what it came down to was a decision. A decision, I made a decision. I am going to believe this. I'm going to act as though it's true. And that was over 50 years ago. And I acted on it. I acted as though it was true. And you know what I found out? Right, it's true. (laughs) I found it out. Proved him o'er and o'er, as the one song goes, over and over in my life. And I know many of you are in that same place. If you aren't, that's the testimony I bring to you today. And that's the testimony we bring as we go out there and we go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere about this Jesus who was born. And he's the truth. He's the way. He's the life. And this word will not fail. What it says is true. You know, this this life will end for all of us at some point, either when Jesus comes again for us, I mean, this present on earth like we're doing now, or when we pass, when we physically die. And we want to be in Jesus when we physically die. It'll be just like, almost transitionalist, I mean, less. I mean, it'll just be so smooth that moving from this body to be with him, I mean, it'll be just, it'll be quick, it'll be smooth. But that's where we need to pray for those that don't know him yet. That needs to be our prayer. We should have that list of those we're praying for. Praying for. And that's where we can pray in the spirit as well because sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought. We can pray for those. The Lord knows. He knows. And we can pray for their salvation. But this word is true. Things, there's multitudes of things that were spoken about Jesus hundreds of years before he was even born and they came true and we're going to look at just a few as we for a few minutes here yet this morning um, I'm going to ask for your help because I didn't get to prepare this ahead of time Joyce could you look up Genesis 3.15 uh, Peter do you have the mic yet okay well I'm going to have you well okay Peter if you could look up Matthew one twenty. Do you have your phones or your Bibles? But then I'm going to have. Do you have phones and Bibles? How many have phones here? This your Who has your Bible here? That that'll help. Um, John, did I see you? If you could look up Matthew 1. Did I give you Matthew one twenty? John, Galatians 4:4. Um. Mark, do you have a Bible you can see? Mark can see the smallest print. I'm amazed. But it isn't real bright in here right now. But maybe, could we turn the light up just a little bit for them to read? Okay. What did I give you, Mark? Oh, <laughs> okay. We're playing, somebody says we're gonna play it by ear this morning, that's what this morning is because none of this was planned before a few hours, you know, a few hours ago actually, but it's Holy Spirit planned. So I'll give you Micah 5 verse 2, and then who else? Uh, Bob, do you have, Julie, you have one, Matthew 2, 1. Keely, do you have a Bible or, or a phone? Okay, if you could look up Luke two, verse four through six. And then who else has one? Okay, on the back wall, I can't see who you are. Huh? Oh, Brittany, okay, Brittany. If you could look up Isaiah seven, verse 14. And then who else? Okay, Carson, Matthew one twenty two and 23. Somebody else here? Anybody on the phone? Okay, Zach. Luke one twenty-six through thirty-one. Now these are things that were prophesied. Well, one of them is Genesis, and that is that the Messiah would be born of a woman. And it's uh, Genesis three fifteen, and this is actually the first reference to Jesus being born, and it's a reference to bring salvation and victory over the enemy Satan. So Genesis 3 verse, oh, we even have a, I am extremely impressed over there. Well, you can can just, (laughs) okay, you can just read it off the wall, I guess. You got
0: your microphone. Yeah. All right. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and you shall bruise his heel.
1: See, isn't that something else? I mean, no more had Adam and Eve sinned there. And God brought forth this word Hallelujah! That is amazing. But then, uh, Matthew 1, verse 20.
0: Matthew 1, verse 20. Okay. Um, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, uh, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In Galatians 4, 4.
1: Okay, now let's go to the next one. Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, and that's Micah five two. Maybe you can bring the mic back there for us, so we can hear. Or who? Oh, we got it up there already. Okay, there it is, Bethlehem.
0: But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah. Though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from
1: everlasting. So all the way back in Micah, Micah the prophet, that word came forth that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And his parents weren't even living in bethlehem but just everything works god has it all worked for the perfect timing is we trust in him he's going to bring it to pass it shall come to pass those things in your life that you're wondering about how can this ever happen how can this ever work out for good we can trust god he's going to bring it to pass you can trust him. That's what he says to us. Trust in me. Trust in me. Trust in me. I'll bring it to pass concerning this person, concerning this child or parent or employee or whatever it is. He'll bring it to pass in the fullness of time. What verse were we up to here? Okay, Matthew
0: 2.1, is that the one? All right, I guess I'll read. Uh, now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem.
1: Born in Bethlehem
0: of Judea. Okay, in Luke 2, verses 4 through 6. Want me to read? Um,
1: Bethlehem, I believe that means the house of bread. And the, I've also heard that the sheep that were raised there around Bethlehem, they were raised for the temple sacrifice. Did you ever hear that? Some of you have. That's what those sheep there, and even the shepherds that were came to the birthplace, they were raising sheep that would be brought to the temple sacrifice. One more, we're gonna, one more, no. Let's see, yeah, one more. The Messiah will be born of a virgin. Isaiah 7, verse 14. And then we're also, um, I should have given... I didn't realize you could get these that fast or I would have given them to you before. You're you're impressing me back there.
2: Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and he shall call his name Emmanuel.
1: A virgin. Okay, and then we got Matthew 1. We'll just let Herb get them up there for us. Matthew one twenty-two to twenty-three, and then uh, Luke one twenty-six through thirty-one. If somebody could write that down for Herb and give it to him, Luke one twenty-six to thirty-one. This is speaking of the virgin of being born of a virgin, and of course that's impossible in the natural. We're talking about a miracle. Even greater than the Minnesota miracle. (laughs) That happened yesterday. Some of you are, what's she talking about? Well, if you know anything about the Minnesota Vikings, you know what it's about. You're looking at me crazy here. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I want to find out. Uh, You don't know about Bob? (laughs) Uh, That's right, we got some Packer fans in here, don't we? Uh, But uh, those things are pretty minor compared to stuff like this. But this is, you talk about a miracle. Okay, this is a miracle of the virgin birth, and we'll close with this, Isaiah seven fourteen. Now, who can read that? Brittany, you did so good. Will you read this one for us? We'll, at least when it gets up there, we'll get you a microphone.
2: Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying,
1: "What did the prophet say?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you better look at the next verse. <laughs> okay, it's up, Brittany.
2: Okay. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good.
1: Like I said, I didn't have time to prepare these. <laughs> Although I did tell Joyce I had a bunch of other ones that we potentially were going to look at, and I found some that weren't correct that I found. But um, Somebody find where it says you will be born a virgin. Just use your Google and find it, okay? Therefore. Okay, Therefore. Brittany.
2: Behold, a virgin shall be the... Uh, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us.
1: Now, we got it wrong today. Aren't you glad God got it right? <laughs> he got it right down to every single little jot and tittle, Jesus said. I mean, everything. He got it right, and he's gonna make it right, and it's gonna to come to pass. He's standing behind his word to perform it. So that was the prophecy, like 700 years, Isaiah was seven or 800 years before Jesus came. Matthew 1, 22 and 23, no. Now in the, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel went, was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she will was very perplexed at this statement, and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, You will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and he shall be called Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus became flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. It came to pass. And we believe that the word of God will come to pass in our lives as we stand upon it and That's why it's so important to get to know the word, so that we can receive it for ourselves. Of course, for the new birth, but for all the things in our lives. You know, just as we you had the word when we originally received Christ, we can stand upon the word for every day's troubles and problems today. And Lord, that's what we pray for each person that's here today and also those watching online, that we may stand upon your word and trust in you that you shall bring it to pass. You will perform your word in our lives. And we know this is the truth. And we would feed upon that word in this day. And everyone in agreement said, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. So, thank you, Lord. I believe we will call a close for this day and welcome you to stay for fellowship. Like we said, those that are going to the shower can go in line first, and then the others. We all can eat today. And there's tables in the foyer here that we can sit on if we're not going to be in the shower. We invite you all to stay. Sit by, sit by the tables. <laughs> what did I say, sit on them? Oh, it's amazing what you can say when you're thinking about two things at once. Okay, and, but also if you have a prayer need, come forward and we'll pray for you. God bless you all. Merry Christmas. burns in the fields, cattle on the hill, stars up in the sky,
0: like diamonds in the